Welcome back to the Refugee Report. We want to apologize for the brief hiatus. We are student volunteers. We are trying our best to produce these episodes, but we appreciate your patience. This week, we decided to change things up a little bit. We'll be starting a new segment in which we will focus on a specific refugee crisis going on somewhere in the world. We will provide as much context and information as possible so that you can be informed about each refugee crisis. We hope to consolidate as much information as possible regarding refugees as part of our mission to educate the public. This will also be coupled with our interview episodes, so don't worry, there are more interviews to come. However, before we start creating these episodes, we want to educate you on the basics of the refugee crisis. When my friends and I first started Wartime Aid, we were shocked at just how little we understood about refugees and what they go through. In fact, most Americans are the same way. The refugee and asylum process has many complexities that make it difficult to understand. Our hope is that this podcast provides clarity so that you can develop greater empathy for refugees. So to start, who is a refugee? A refugee is someone who is forced to flee their country due to violence and persecution. This means there is an ongoing war in their home country or that they are being targeted due to their race, religion, political beliefs, nationality, or social standing. Becoming a refugee is very much not a choice. One is forced to become a refugee because there's an imminent threat to their life. This is the definitive difference between a refugee and a migrant. A migrant chooses to leave their home for economic reasons in search of work due to famine or any other factors that make their home country difficult to live in. To put it simply, migrants move in search of a better life while refugees move in order to survive. Even within the umbrella of refugees, there are different categories of people. For example, someone does not have to leave their country of origin to become a refugee. These people are known as internally displaced refugees. This is someone who leaves their hometown in search of a safer place to live within their own country. According to the United Nations, there are 45.7 million refugees who are internally displaced. Another category of refugees is stateless people. This is a group of refugees who do not technically have any citizenship in or relation to any officially recognized country. This most likely happens because a country refuses to recognize a certain group as citizens due to their race, ethnicity, religious beliefs, or political beliefs. Another reason may be that the sect of people live upon a disputed border, which produces confusion as to where they really belong. Both these situations can make stateless people the target of extreme violence. Examples of stateless people include the Rohingya, the Kurds, the Roma, and during World War II especially, the Jewish people. According to the United Nations, there are 4.2 million people who are officially stateless refugees or at risk of becoming one. The most well-known category of refugees are asylum seekers. These are refugees who are in such dire situations that they must leave their entire country. When doing so, they can file for asylum in their new country, which provides them sanctuary. However, in order to be granted asylum, one must prove that they have a well-founded fear of persecution in their home country. According to the United Nations, there is an estimated 2 million asylum seekers in the world today. To some, this may seem like a surprisingly small number, but it's important to keep in mind that not all refugees arrive in a new country through the asylum process. Instead, some choose to apply for student or work visas in a new country. This route is typically much faster compared to the asylum application process, which can be lengthy and rigorous. Before beginning the process of settling in a new country, many refugees first end up living in a refugee camp, typically operated by the United Nations. It is important to remember that these camps are temporary settlements. In addition, they often lack adequate medical care, necessary supplies, and can be unsanitary. 
Therefore, it is important that refugees are resettled into a new and stable country. If refugee wishes to resettle in the United States, they can do one of two things. One, request asylum at the U.S. border, or two, apply for asylum through the United Nations, typically from a refugee camp. From this point on, the asylum application process becomes incredibly complex. In fact, it is so complicated that I could not explain the entire process in one episode of this podcast. However, here is a very brief overview. An asylum seeker at the U.S. border must fill out the I-589 application. This is a 12-page form that comes with a 14-page instruction manual. In addition, the form is distributed in English and must be completed in English. The application is then passed on to the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services for review. During this time, biometric personal information and documentation is collected. Next, there will be an interview with a United States Citizenship and Immigration Services officer. And if that officer denies your application, you may take your case to immigration court. If your application is accepted, you will be granted asylum in the United States, given a social security number and a work permit. However, being granted asylum in a United States immigration court can be a very difficult task. In addition, this is all assuming that you applied for asylum at the U.S. border. If you are applying for asylum in the United States from a distant refugee camp, the process becomes even more complicated. A refugee's case must first be reviewed by the UNHCR, and then once their case is approved, they are then reviewed by the U.S. government. This includes in-depth security checks and interviews from the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, State Department, the CIA, the U.S. Department of Defense, the National Counterterrorism Center, and other agencies. This is especially the case for refugees coming from countries with a high concentration of terrorism. This makes seeking asylum in the United States a very in-depth and rigorous process. Today, when looking at the global refugee crisis, 68% of those displaced come from just five countries, Syria, Venezuela, Afghanistan, South Sudan, and Myanmar. This places an incredible amount of stress on their surrounding countries to serve incoming refugees, since they are typically countries with low GDP and income. This results in overflowed and undersupplied refugee camps. In addition, COVID-19 has only made matters worse in these camps. So to conclude, we want to tell you how you can help by recommending refugee organizations to donate to. This week, it's the International Rescue Committee. This is a highly regarded charity focused on meeting the needs of refugees around the world. While we do recommend this organization, it is important that you do your own research before spending your own money. There will be a bibliography in the description of this episode if you'd like to see our sources and do some research for yourself. Tune in for our next episode in which we'll be focusing on the refugee crisis in Yemen. If you are a refugee or have experience working with refugees, please reach out to us on our website or social media accounts. Our website is wartimemade.org, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at wartimemade. We are always looking for more guests on our podcast, and we would love to interview you. As always, thank you for listening.